Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 85, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. And um, we're getting there. You know, 85 is a pretty big number. 85 was the age of my granny, actually, whenever um, she had her birthday after 84, because she actually lived until she was 92, so I mean, it's not really that noteworthy. I just sort of thought it's the only person that I really know. That's, or, or actually my great aunt, who's just 88. But I mean, you know, it's irrelevant. It's a big number. It's 85. It's consistently here. It's here for you every week, you know, guys. And um, I'm actually, believe it or not, recording on a Friday. You know, I know there's like ongoing uh, like doubt from a lot of you weirdos out there that perhaps, you know, I put out a call for questions on a Friday and just maybe I don't bother recording until the Sunday. But hey, guess what? Big Pappy, as in me, not the guy who's shot in the Dominican Republic, plays baseball, but me, uh, I'm recording on a Friday night because I'm just a busy boy. You know, this weekend I have lots, lots, I have lots to be doing. You know, I don't want to be one of those guys who's complaining because he's busy. Oh, I have so much work on, it's terrible. You know, it is, it is what it is, you know. I'm a, I'm a busy camper. I'm enjoying it. I'm doing. I'm doing what I love. I'm living out my dreams. I'm like a little make a wish boy meeting the rock. You know that's what's like. It's just amazing. Except by that, I mean my legitimate dreams aren't coming true just now. But you know, it, it's it's doing what I want to do. You know, it's effective, effectively. And speaking about what I want to do, um, I mentioned it briefly last week. I was just like, I was just a little timid boy. I was like, yeah, I'm thinking I might uh set up a, a Patreon. You know, I'm not too sure. I'm a little bit uh embarrassed about it and stuff and you know I don't know I've done it all right the Patreon is live it's launched if you're a Patreon people or you've been on Patreon please go over to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast and subscribe now what am I going to do why am I selling this to you at the minute like what's so good that would make you want to subscribe well here's what I'm going to do I'm going to do an extra podcast a month just a, a silly one with a bit more interaction just solely with people on Patreon so I'll answer you know, maybe better questions, I'll be able to just focus on questions a bit more, and then actively, in time, what I'm going to do is sort out the sound in the podcast, like, I got this wee sound shield, but now that I'm in this big banqueting hall to, to do it, it's echoey, like, I have my earphones in there, and I can just, like, hear myself breathing, echoing off the roof, and I just kind of wanted to, you know, jump on a knife, but, you know, hopefully I can get that sorted, and I'm going to, uh, also, if I can get Patreon up and running, get myself a wee, uh, a wee camera and make video podcasts as well, which will be available just to Patreons because, I mean, in my opinion, I just like to, I personally like to listen to podcasts in my ears. You know, I, I traditionally listen to my podcasts that I listen to on Apple Podcasts, you know, just because it's easier. You know, I know some people prefer SoundCloud, some people Spotify, sometimes people Podbean. I don't know what that really is, but I know... That that's what people prepare. So yeah, I've set up a Patreon to try to support this podcast. Anything that I do make out of it will be put towards the podcast. I'm not just going to start like buying magical carpets and stuff. I'm going to try and get a better sound system, uh, recording mic setup, and just you know make a better product. And like in terms of the actual podcast itself, I don't always see it just being me sitting in a room chatting to myself. Like down the line, I would like to maybe do like some interviews with some special guests and. Maybe get the odd, uh, maybe bring a segment back, you know, I might just do, that. there's an idea, I'll do a, the Champions League of Weird on a separate podcast for Patreon people, there you go, it'll be back, I'll pick an entirely new group of people and just go from the, the top, so if you want to see 
What's that about? Just go over to the Patreon, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, and get and get on it, you know? It's not really a sponsor of the podcast, but I mean, it would be great if people would get behind that and help help me out, you know? Because, hey, I need help. I'm sitting in a room by myself wearing a pair of Ray-Bans, and uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm legitimately wearing a pair of uh, white socks and black sliders, you know? It's the thug life, the gangster life, it, you know? Um, you know, people look at me and be like, you know, what what is that all about? I'm just saying, you know, it's high rule, I'm a gangster. You know, albeit it's not really gangster footwear, because, I mean, like, if I was trying to get away from some sort of crime, more than likely I would trip on the flip-flops, or, like, the strap would break, I'd fall, and no doubt I'd just be eating lead, you know, because I'd be getting shot up by gangsters chasing me with their Tommy guns. Hey, fat boy, come over here, you know, and I'd be just... Oh, I'm running away. And I'd be caught and I'd be killed. So, yeah, support me on Patreon or, or, or be at risk of me being murdered by legitimate gangsters, you know. That's it. Um, I feel like I'm just going to keep keep the boring stuff coming to start off. Hey, you want to listen to the podcast? Hey, first time listening to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast? Yeah, we'll check this out. Um, I'm just going to do my gig stuff. This next week, I have a gig in the Crescent Arts Centre on the 29th of June. And I will be supporting the man, the myth... The legend, Kevin McAleer. I'm very excited about that. I think tickets are about 10 quid, you know, which is is actually twice the price and a bit of what it would be to subscribe to, to my podcast and Patreon. However, it's going to be a really good night. I'm going to do a set rather than being an MC. You know, I've been just flat out uh, MC and Pug Uglies for the last wee while and I sort of feel like I just need to, need to do a set again, you know. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, obviously... There are a few tickets left for my show on the 28th of July in the Black Box. Dad, um, as in that's the name of the show, I'm not just putting a real uh, love, loved out plea to my father. Please come, father. You know, please, please come to my show, dad. Dad, please come. Um, that would be would be really great. So that's available if you just go onto my Instagram and the wee, uh, the wee link that is in my bio, biography, my bio. Just go for it and get it, you know. And it'll be be a real good show. I'm starting to plan that already, like a nerd, you know. That's um something will be fun. We'll probably do on my Patreon too. Go through the creative process of writing a wee bit. Maybe even just write a bit on it. Work it out and let you see how it goes. But yeah, get tickets to the show. Subscribe to the Patreon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. I've got 95 ratings on iTunes. I want 100. Whoever is the 100th. Uh, person that reviews the podcast not even rates it because I can't see who rates it I can only see who reviews it so if I can get number 100 and it's someone that's reviewed the podcast I'll send you a t-shirt they're in development weird podcast merch you know again I need to get the capital up to get that ball rolling but you know if you're a weirdo you want some weird stuff and hey this mind is full of weird shit so yeah I'll hook you up on that Um, kind of sad I can't uh, pug plug Pug uglies this week because there is none. We're taking a wee break um for July, so or for the summer, not July, because there is a show um on the eighteenth of July just before the open starts up in Port Rush. So um please get along to that. Act to be confirmed. But I'm trying to get some uh, some bigger names in just since it's a, a one off show for July, August and September. So you know, come along to that. This week's Pug Uglies was uh, really weird. Because it was the last one, I thought, look, I can't miss this. But I was at a wedding that day, you know. It was my wife's cousin's wedding. And 
um, I was just like all for going to the, the wedding and just wedding it up all day. But then people were like, no, do your, go to your work. You know, go and do your return. And I thought, I couldn't do that. I can't leave it. And they were like, no, I do. Um, and it was weird because like they were really trying to force me to go. And it was just about the time when cake would have been coming out and uh, the buffet for snacks. So I was like, mm, why are you trying to turn the big hungry monster away at a time like that? But that was the true reason. So I didn't eat all the food and there was enough for everyone else. But... Yeah, I went down to Pug Uglies. I, I had a nice time. Um, I emceed the first half and brought a lot of acts on. And then I went. So it was bizarre. It was like I was there wearing full wedding attire. So it kind of looked... I looked either like I'd been jilted. I'd done some jilting. Um, I was Jim jilting. Or um, I was like a, a gangster again. Al Capone. This time I wasn't wearing my sliders and black or white socks and, sl- and black sliders, you know, it was just kind of wearing full wedding regalia, trousers, shoes, shirt, waistcoat tie, the works, and to be honest, I wasn't fully in my comfort zone, you know, my head was kind of in the wedding, but um, I had a nice time, um, I heard it was a little bit more uh, controversial, second half, um, I'm not going to say much about that, but yeah, it was a wee bit of a, it was a wee bit of a dampener, you know, going into the summer break, but you know, we'll 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 survive and we'll crack on, and I'm just going to enjoy the break that I'm going to be having for the next few weeks because, you know, as I'm recording this now, I'm a sleepy big monkey. You know, I'm sleepy. I need to come down from the trees. I need to stop playing because I'm up in the trees playing. I'm going to slip. I'm going to fall, and I'm going to really hurt myself. Do you know what I mean? My damage, my coccyx bone. If I fall from the trees. And everybody knows that the coccyx bone is very important for making love. Yeah, science alert, guys. What happens there is, for a male, whenever you get sexually aroused, your coccyx goes down your willy and up into it. Then that's what gives you an erection. It is the coccyx bone shooting down your your willy, you know. And that's why they call it a boner, because it's the coccyx bone. That's why also when you're erect, your neck shortens. You know what I mean? I did single word science and people think I don't know, but hey, I know it all. I know too much, you know. Actually, sound like I've been smoking a bit of weed and have turned into a conspirator there, but no, um, I haven't. That's all, all the plugs that I want to do this week done, you know. Let's just get into the guts of the podcast, you know. Let's just get fucking into the guts. What have I done this week? Um, I don't know. It's been weird. Like, I feel super tired and hungover because I was at a wedding yesterday. Now, the sly thing is, I about two shandies uh, throughout the course of an entire day, you know, and it's not fair that I, a man who hasn't been drinking, feels so hungover and terrible, you know, I'm sleepy, um, but I'm wearing sunglasses indoors, I don't know why, that's probably making me more tired because it's even darker, but that's neither here nor there, but the wedding was, um, it was, uh, it was decent, you know, it was a nice time. Again, I probably could have done with uh just being 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 drinking the whole time, you know. I would have, I would have quite enjoyed the crack. It was good fun. Everybody was in good form, except there was muggins here just on the bloody waters, you know. But it was a good time. We were at uh the Malone House for the wedding, and yeah, it was a bit uh it was a bit uh a bit too what's the word jam-packed full of excitement because one of the the girls at our table got scalded with hot soup you know one of the waiters 
our waitresses knocked soup, boiling soup, down her bare back, and that was definitely not something that we wanted to happen. It definitely set a weird mood for a good, about a, a good hour. Made me actually think twice about eating my soup, you know, because I thought this soup's caused real damage to somebody. I don't know if I can eat this. Obviously, it gave me second thoughts. The second thoughts... Uh, where don't eat the soup. The third thought, thought was, yeah, I'm hungry, I'll still eat it, and it did. It was delicious, but you know it was definitely a bit, a bit of a, an uncomfortable one. Obviously, you, you knew that it would cause some pain, but also it was just a, a wee bit embarrassing for the poor girl as well. So, it sort of made made the, the mood a bit weird for a minute. But at our table, like the rest of everyone else didn't see it, but I was just a wee bit like shocked at that. I mean, you didn't know how bad the burns were. Luckily, they're they're all right. But at the time, they could have been could have been real serious, you know, but it was a nice time, everybody was dancing, singing, having the crack, as per wedding, weddings, and then I just went, nipped off, and was like, here, where are you, where are you going, and I was like, ah, I'm just going to the toilet, like, you're definitely not going to do a gig, are you, and I was like, me, do a gig, catch yourself on, Um, I said, no, nah, I'm just going to the toilet, and albeit, I was away for three hours, so my wife was a bit like, that was some toilet break, Albeit it's definitely not the longest that I've been to the toilet. You know, sometimes I'll go into the toilet and just, you know, I'll sit, I'll actually sit cross-legged on the toilet, you know, so like technically um, my, my privates are dangling into the bowl, but my legs are crossed like some kind of like Harry Krishna character. Harry Krishna, oh my sweet lord, you know. And... Yeah, just like to relax in there, enjoy, enjoy it. I think that's part of life when you become an older guy. You just like to be, go where you get as much peace as possible. And the toilet, well, the toilet used to be the place I got peace. In my house, there is a no lock policy in that we do have locks, but we just don't use them. So like anytime I'm in the toilet, I'm getting Holly coming in to see me, my wife Catherine coming in, weirdly my dog, my wee Chinese friend Charlie just coming in. You know, it's like weird because he's like about 30 centimetres off the ground yet he can somehow manage to open the door and it's just no peace. And like if you ever do lock the door now, you know, people will be thinking inevitably you are doing some kind of um, self-love exercise. You know, there's the only reason you lock the doors because you're getting up to some, of the, some sinister behaviour, you know, something that may be a little bit off. You know, questions would be asked. So, you know... I just don't lock the door in my house and can't get no peace. I can't get no peace. That's like a a Good Friday version of the, the Faithless classic Insomnia, you know. But, um, yeah, it's it's a, been a weird old week. I feel like my brain's not working. Those of you that are listening and are regular listeners, listeners will be like, ah, it's going to be a bad one this week, you know, quite clearly, because he's, uh, he's tired, you know. Obviously, the wedding was a fun... If, if long day, but you know that that coupled with the fact that I've been, you know, back dieting again, just being a physique guy, you know, getting myself, um, back in, getting the body moving again, doing a lot of stretches in in my wee home gym, you know, stretching through, doing a bit of weights actually, just getting slowly back in the bandwagon, and uh, yeah, it's tough, you know, it's really, oh, I'm tired. It's really tough to me, um. Losing weight is like a non-stop flipping battle in life. Like, it's a bizarre thing because I'm not a, like, I'm not a addictive 
I am an addictive guy because obviously all you guys listen to this podcast every week. But I mean, I'm not the kind of guy that gets addicted to like normal things. You know, like I have no issue with drink. Don't drink too much at all. Don't like do any drugs. Um, but yet food, it's like it is like a drug to me. I just love eating, like not just shit all the time, but like, um, I like to like make good food, and and obviously inevitably when you make good food, you eat it. So, like food and drink would be my kind of. My like weakness, so it's it's a constant battle to try to get weight off, you know. And and that's I dieted, I've dieted pretty well this week up until the day of the wedding. Whenever obviously you're at a wedding, you're gonna eat the food that you're given. You're gonna have like the wee buffet later on. You're gonna drink, um, a wee bit, you know. So I had obviously a couple of shandies, and then the rest of the time just drank water, you know. But it's it's hard. And then today. Um, the day after the wedding, I just felt super hungover. Hasn't haven't eaten too clean. Um, had a pizza for my tea, but I mean that's kind of gone down pretty badly with my stomach. You know, my stomach's kind of feeling a bit ugh. I I eat salads now, Dave. Don't be putting that crap into me. That uh, gluten makes me feel all bloated and sick. So yeah, I'm gonna get that that out of me over time. I'm, gonna, I'm drinking a lot of water again. I'm gonna be straight back onto the healthy lifestyle for the weekend. Um, but all being all being said, before I went to the wedding, I lost four pounds this week. So I mean, I'm sticking to the positives. You know, I'm not going to dwell on the negatives because I feel that, you know, could could lead to you getting depressed and frustrated at, at at things. You know, get frustrated at your weight and all that kind of jazz. So, um, I just feel like I need to get the finger out and get right back in the diet again, and hopefully get another few pounds off this week. But I'm I'm more determined than ever to do it and I'm not gonna be doing a diet that's gonna be like a a fad. I'm gonna try and like wean myself into this is the amount I eat now, you know, just less. I'm hungry less and I need to eat less. So that's that's the plan. And then tomorrow, um I've got Holly all weekend because Catherine's working weekend shift. So on I say I'm actually a full liar, I've got her on Saturday. Um I'm going to go out and meet my mate Phil, whose uh, wife recently had a baby. So we're going to go out, maybe go for some breakfast. I'm going to have some av- av- avocado and green tea. And then we're going to go for a nice big walk. So it's, it'll be a nice uh, it'll be a nice, nice day. And then on Sunday, you guys guessed it, I'm back being a thespian again. You know, I'm back acting, shooting the last uh, couple of scenes for the short film I'm doing for NI Screen, The Suit. Um, and I'm quite looking forward to that because the last couple of days shoot we did a few weekends ago was amazing crack, you know. So to be back doing that again, finally getting it finished. Hopefully I get to see the final cut soon enough because I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a good time. I'm so dehydrated, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, it's strange doing. I I feel like this this podcast is kind of. You know, it started off a bit odd, started off a bit scatty, and now it seemed to go on to, like, how your mental well-being is, and how I don't know what it's going on. Yeah, I started off saying that the diet and the food was a bit of a an issue, and now I'm going to talk about feeling anxious about doing auditions and acting and stuff. So, yeah, it was good to go back and get into, into doing a wee bit of acting again, because I haven't really done that in a while, because I hate the process of auditioning and, and just, you know, being embarrassed. Obviously, I know I can do lines and stuff. <laughs> That actually sounded like it was doing lines of coke because I sniffed, but that's just legitimately have a cold. But um, you know, I can I feel like I can act if I'm just given the confidence to do it, and I know that's not how it works. People don't just go, "Hey, guy, 
there's a role for you, you have to audition, I just don't like it. So doing this films made me actually feel a bit more like, hey, I don't mind acting, maybe I'll do a wee bit more of it, because it was actually a really fun experience. So I'm looking forward to getting on set again on Sunday and getting that finished. Um, the last scenes of the, the show involved me being in my underpants a bit. So it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of female listeners looking out for this film for uh, sexual gratification. Male listeners too, but I mean that that's the, an absolute uh, given. As I am for some reason a gay icon, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just my stocky, strong nature and my body hair. But I mean, my sexy eyes, you know, chiseled jaw, which is covered in fat and hair. But you know, it's there. Covering fat and hair, but it's there. You know, that's going to be the name of my book, Covered in Fat and Hair. Um, And this week's podcast is Covered in Fat and Hair. There you go, and there's my wife bouncing about upstairs because I'm covered in fat and hair. How... Um, Will I am, I do not like green eggs and ham. It's Sam I am, not Will I am, because Will I am is not Sam I am. But I do have no green eggs and ham, you know. But my wife being upstairs, bounding about in the bedroom is a good sign. Not because uh, it means I'm going up for some yes please, but means I'll probably get to play a wee bit of FIFA after I finish the podcast. So yeah, that's the end of this week's podcast, because it means like the sooner I get rid of it, the sooner I can go and play FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. That's not gonna happen, guys. Um, sadly, um, but no, yeah, it's been been a strange all week. I do genuinely think this happens the all time in podcasts. You just get weeks where, you know, life just gets boring. You know, it just uh, it just does, and you can't. You know, I was gonna just not do a podcast, but I mean that's not feasible because you just want to hear your weird podcast. So it'll probably just be a short one this week. You know, um, but I do have one story for you actually. My mother-in-law um, was away on holidays for the past week in Turkey. Um, what was really strange, because her and uh, my father-in-law, of course, Norman, were out on holidays in Turkey. And I was like, how was it? Like, how did you enjoy it? And they were like, yeah, it was decent. The weird thing was, there was just way, way, way too many Northern Irish barbershops. I was like, yeah, it was pretty weird. Um, but they were like, yeah, it was a good time. And then mother-in-law told me possibly one of my favourite ever stories. She was like, yeah, we were away, and um, you know when you're just on holidays by the pool and you end up chatting to some people? And I said, no, it doesn't normally happen. Normally, when I'm on holidays, I keep myself to myself. I don't be chatting to people. But then I realised they go away, and they must be on some sort of swingers retreat. So they were there just chatting to people, just trying to, you know, switch numbers, switch car keys, switch beds, switch partners, you know, that kind of thing. But um, she was saying she was chatting to this lady who worked as a... Air hostess for um obviously a well known British airway company if you know what I mean in the plural and uh they're just chatting about stuff and whatever and she's like uh, oh you enjoying your time she's like yeah yeah it's good it's been pretty relaxing I actually uh went for a massage today. And she's like, all right, sounds pretty good. Was the massage any good? And she was like, yeah, well, yeah, it was. The massage was pretty good. And my, my mother-in-law was like, it don't sound like you, like you were too into it. She was like, yeah, it was a good massage, but he put his finger up my bum. She's like, what? He goes, yeah, he was just 
massaging away with all this oil and then like he put his finger up my butt and she's like what do you mean like did it slip in she's like nah he just straight up put it up there and like I don't know whether or not that's just what what they do here and I was sort of thinking yeah that that is a cultural thing you know like you go to Holland you get clogs you know you go to France you get like lovely baked goods you know and, and, and romance you know, you go to Italy, you get poetry, you know, you go to Turkey, you get your asshole fingered, you know, that's just what they do over there, they cut your hair at two tight right angles, you know, they make your fade into your haircut, it's like, why is my hair looking like Buster Rhymes, why is it such a tight cut, because that's what Turkish barbers do, they do the complete clean lines of your male haircut, no matter what race you are, and what they also do is stick their fingers up your bum. And I was like, no, nah, I definitely don't do that. And then I started thinking, that's a, uh, that is a sexual assault that, that that woman suffered, unbeknownst to her. So I would hope that there's some kind of follow-up to that, to be like, hey, you know that guy that's massaging in your hotel? And they'd be like, yes, um, because that's the way they talk there. It'd be like, see that guy that's massaging in your hotel? Yes. It'd be like, he, he puts his fingers up people's bums yes i know that's what he do because it's what we do in turkey we cut hair we cut really tight angles we use protractor to cut hair and compost and then we put finger up bum <laughs> we put uh, we put the razor blade onto sideburn and then we put pinky up duty it's like all right well in that case book me in and legitimately my mother-in-law did get a massage now, I don't know whether she also received a finger up the bum. If she... And why am I, why am I, why am I literally Dr. Zeus today? You know, I don't know if she took a finger up the bum, because if she did, she's keeping mum. Oh, yes. Um, but no, I don't think she did. Um, and the weird thing was, my, my father-in-law, he just went every day to the male masseuse and just told him, don't massage me, just put my foot... You know, but that's just what he's like. He's a... You know, he's like one of those guys, you can't see green cheese, you know, if one person's getting a finger up the bum, he wants two fingers, he wants a fist, you know, up the bum, bum. That's what he wants, I assume, you know. So he has this podcast, so he's going to, he'll probably be able to put me straight after, you know, he, he's listened. But um, it was an interesting time to me. It makes me sort of feel like I would like to visit Turkey, just to, you know, see what they're all about, because you guys know, listeners of the podcast know, I like to show people what I'm all about, and you know what, 20 minutes into the podcast, I'm starting to feel alive again, there we go, get me some cider, no, he's joking, it's water, it's Evian, or as my mother says, Evian, like what is it about older women who just decide all of a sudden, I can't read words anymore, you know, like I have a friend who I've been friends with from, hmm, probably since like first year at school, and uh his name's Chris Morris. He's one of my best mates, right? Every time my mum talks about him, Chris Morrow, I'm like, you know, you know his name's Morris. You just say it to annoy me. Because I had another mate called Pete Morrow, who, as you know, the master of the clip tickler, but um, she just merged those names and would say it for badness. Another thing she says that's for sure for badness is the nice drink that uh, is, is all in the trend for a lot of women these days um, and that's Prosecco but rather than say Prosecco my mum decides all of a sudden to become Sean Connery and she'd be like alright son would you give me a hey, hey mum do you want a drink I've got some uh, wine uh, I've got some Prosecco I've got some 
Some gin, what tickles your fancy? I'm a moment ago. Prosecco. Say, sorry? I just give us a wee glass of Prosecco. Like, wh- wh- where's the H coming from? In Prosecco. I tell you what you can do. <laughs> I tell you what you can do, my shmoney, Bernie. Take me to Turkey. Get me some Prosecco and stick your finger up my arse. <laughs> Drink some Prosecco. Miss Money Penny. Drink some Prosecco and stick your finger up my arse. And if you're lucky, I'll let you sniff it like a dirty Sanchez. Oh, no, I'm having a terrible time. Sticking up my arse, Miss Money. Um, imagine, literally, the, the small talk of James Bond. You know. Shaken. Not stirred. My penis, I mean. I want you to shake my penis. And if you finish shaking my penis, I might stick my finger up your arse. Money pretty. But Sean Connery, anything with an S. You know, just not, not a sweet sound. Shut my penis and stick your finger up my arse. Oh, I'm a 32-year-old father. Married father, sitting in a room by, my, by myself. Ah. Drink some Prosecco, suck my penis, and stick your finger up my arse. <laughs> Which, the weird thing is, I don't find that that disbelievable, or unbelievable for that matter, that Sean Connery would say that. <laughs> I'd like you to shuck the shine of my shaft. <laughs> oh, I need to stop. Guys, <laughs> listeners, questions. Um, whoa, uh, here we go. Let's go, as little John would say. Um, or, there we are. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Sean Connery shook me. Uh, you shook me all night long when you stuck your penis in my arse. Oh, it's turned homosexual in a heartbeat. But hey, 2019, everyone's free to do what they like. Sam Cardosi has said, Hey Dave, as a physique guy, what has your workout routines been like recently? What exercises unleash that Papa Bear strength? Thanks, Dave. Oh, to be totally honest, my workouts of late have been like a lot of bodyweight stuff. Because my problem is when I'm in the gym, when I'm pumping, I feel like I just love to do weights. Like when I'm there, I'm like, I just want to add more weight, add more weight. And it's like, no, Dave, you need to do lightweight repetitions. And I'm like, yeah, lightweight repetitions. So I'm going to crank this squat bar up to 300k and just drop it to the floor and then pop both my knees. And prolapse my asshole, and then actually need to call on Sean Connery to stick his finger up my arse so my arse goes back inside. You know? But yeah, that's my problem. So I'm in the garage now, I'm just doing like a lot of bodyweight stuff lunges, squats, kettlebell swings, um, dips, press ups, stretches, a lot of band exercises. You know, like like not like how to play a lamp egg or, or hold a flute up, you know, but like exercise band you know not not also band exercises like they're too x-rated to do but legitimately legitimately just exercise band movements you know i'm trying to do a lot i get back moving again i'm going to up my cardio by doing a bit more walking and stuff as well so that's the plan at the minute nothing too exciting but just enough to to sort of cut the body fat down a bit um obviously the diet's a big part of that and that's something that i'm really focusing on Obviously, the wedding yesterday wasn't super clean, and I had a pizza for tea, so that's definitely not super clean. But as of tomorrow, I'll be back on it with the avocado breakfast. Um, whoa, my man John Joe Flood, what's up? I said, for sure, don't believe that you'll be recording today and not Sunday again. Hey, well, guess what? Doubting Thomas, 
Yeah, you're John. You're, you're Doubting Thomas. Well, guess what? Doubting Thomas, believe the truth, for I am here and I am recording on a Friday to spite you. All right? And if I had to do this on Sunday, I'd probably have to do it. Um, like, I'd need to be attaching, like, neurological wires to my brain to just get me to produce a podcast in my sleep because I would, I'm going to pass out after I finish recording. Um, however, there's a few things that you need to cover. It's fair enough, I'll forgive you. Thomas, John Joe. One, totally behind Patreon. Sweet, my man, get behind it. Go to Dave Ellis Weird Podcast and just become a Patreon. A patron, whatever. Become a patron saint, Patreon saint, whatever you want to be. Two, glad to see the stringer back out in force. Yes, I'm stringing it up. I'm uh, stringing it and I'm swinging it. That kettlebell, that is. There you go, there's the new physique guy saying stringing it and swinging it you know and it's not just the kettlebell swinging it's the pierced nips swinging in the light anyone out there with pierced nips just get them out in the gym male female animal whatever just get your pierced nips out in the gym work out in the stringer show people what you're all about then other people will look at you and go you listen to the weird podcast brethren let's bond you know so that's what you're doing by showing your pierced nipples well done guys and three Knowing that I am a big fan of you and the Money Toad, my best friend mentioned it through mutual friends, uh, the idea of him and his partner attending a barbecue at Shane's house. Whoa, my question for you today is, if you were me, would you tell your friend about the human thermostat? About the human thermostat? Um, for sure. Yeah, now, for those of you that don't know, um, on my podcast that I do with Shane Todd, Boytown, we... Um, had the the revelation that Shane, in fact, when he's having a barbecue, cuts the pieces of meat that he cooks in half and touches them off his tongue to check whether they're cooked or not, which makes 0% sense to do, but that's what he's like as a guy. So yeah, basically what you're asking there, John Joe, is if a friend goes to Shane's house to have a barbecue, is he going to lick their meat? The answer is yeah, you'll get your meat licked if you go to his house. So definitely tell them to make sure that there's no spread of any... um sort of amphibious disease that any any toads may have. You know, I definitely I definitely warn them about that. And yeah, if anyone out there hasn't listened to the Boytown podcast, go check that out. We've uh, been having a pretty uh, steady rise in listens in the last wee while. We've been putting videos out on social media and they've been getting loads of views and people seem to like it. So yeah, check out Boytown if you just listen to the weird podcast, but also keep listening to this because I need you I need you more than anything. Um Chris Barr, my man with the story, says, Hey Dave, hope you're well. After a not-so-sensible week in Albafira, I'm back with a weird story. And the weird story this week is, from the mirror, con man who faked a coma for two years to avoid trial was spotted shopping in Tesco's. Alan Knight was ho- has hoped to escape appearing at trial where he was accused of conning a neighbour out of 40 grand. The con artist who pretended to be quadriplegic as he tried to evade claims that he ripped off a neighbour, has admitted perverting the course of justice with his wife. Shameless Alan Knight, that sounds like a wrestler, (laughs) also claimed that he had been in a coma as he attempted to evade justice. The 47-year-old and his wife, 34, oh, playa, both admitted committing acts of falsely representing him as medically unfit to stand trial. According to Wales Online, Knight from Swansea was jailed last year after he was discovered that he conned a frail neighbour out of more than 40 grand by prevent, pretending to be ill. Here's another weird thing. Like, why are old people so so rich? You know? I don't know. Beggar's belief. 
Um, but police managed to get CCTV evidence of him shopping in Tesco's and driving a holiday caravan across the Severn Bridge, apparently in good health. When he eventually arrived at his trial last year, attending in a wheelchair with his arms and legs, apparently lifeless, he was jailed for four and a half years for theft and forgery. <laughs> at today's hearing, despite this guilty plea uh, to perverting the court of justice, uh, the course of justice, sorry, Knight still appeared via video link from Park Prison in Bridge End in a wheelchair. Oh, this guy's brilliant. His wife entered a guilty plea from the dock in the court itself. She was granted bail for two weeks ahead of another hearing. Knight's taken back to cell in prison. Um, Judge Peter Haywood said, um, In the past, I expressed strong views that the illness purported by Alan Knight was a cock and bull story. It seems he now too accepts this. At the time of the sentencing last year, trial judge Paul Thomas QC said Knight, who waived his right to attend the sentencing, was devious and dishonest as a man that I've ever come across. Um, he added, over a period of two years, he could he took a man in his 80s, every penny that he had, and he took advantage of a gentleman's decline in health. Yeah, so I mean, if he was in a wheelchair after doing that, kind of hell slap it up him because he's a piece of shit, you know? Um, albeit... <laughs> Gross, albeit the way that he did it was was very enjoyable for me to watch. Um, but Chris wants to know, uh, what's the best lie that you've told to get out of something? Um, see, that's the thing. Like, I normally, I'm a kind of a face the music guy. If I fuck up, I just go, eh, yeah, I just, you know, but they actually get out of something they didn't want to do. Tell you what the worst was, whenever I felt sick and I thought I had a chest infection, and just was feeling a bit down in the old head, you know, and just, just needed to get myself sorted. Um, a few months back, I ended up going to the doctors, and sort of, he gave me an antibiotic for a chest infection, but then I caught my, my, my penis in a zip, and then it got infected, because the antibiotics killed all the germs to kill it, and then basically, though all the skin in my penis came off, and then I grew a new one. You know, that was pretty, pretty much a, a, a degree of conning that came back to bite me on the backside, or the front side. You know, it was pretty bad. I also remember phoning in to work when I worked um, in the gym many moons ago. Phoning in sick because, uh, you know what, I just I was hungover and didn't want to go. But um, I rang in to the, to the office to basically say, hey, look, I can't come in today. Um, and I wanted to say because I'm on a family holiday somewhere like that I didn't know was quite far away, like in Ireland. And the first place it came to my head was Gilnaherk, which is literally closer to my gym than where I live. You know, so sorry I can't make the work today because I'm just two blocks away. Sorry, I'm just in in the cul-de-sac down the street. Like a fucking moron. They were like, yeah, you'll still be able to get here. And I was like, ah, right, okay. Sorry about that. I must have misplaced my bearings. And then on another time, next time I phoned in sick, guess where I was? Kuala Lumpur. Twat. Can't come into work today because I'm in uh, Kuala Lumpur. Dick. Like, I'm on the other side of the world, just within less time. I know, I'm a liar. But that just goes to show that, you know, bad liars, bad liars get caught player, you know. That's the motto of this story. Uh, Chris Henning has said, well, Dave, I'm off to Belgium with the lads today. What are your top three tips to survive a pinting weekend? Um, my, truth, my truth to you, man, would be, you know, you just need to go for it. You know, you just need to get your balls out and go for it. You know, just balls to the wall. Because I went to a wedding yesterday and I drank two shandies and I feel like I have the world's worst hangover today. So regardless, you're probably in the age where you're just going to feel shit anyway. So you may as well just go for it and get proper hungover sick. 
you know. Um, but my tips would be, you you need on the follow up day to down something to get you back in the game. Like I remember when I was in a stag day in Prague, we went out for arguably the heaviest night in the history of any stags ever. And the next day, we were all just sitting in this Irish pub trying to watch some sport. There was no sport on. We were just sitting there being like, is there any sport? And the guy in the bar was like, no, we ain't got no sport. I don't know what, what accent he was doing, but he, we don't have no sport. And I said, all right, all right. And I looked at the boys. I looked at myself. I'm like, I'm the best man in this stag. You know, both in title and stature. And I said, right, I'm going to the bar. I'm going to do best man duties. I'm going to get everybody a pint. Nobody wanted it. Everyone wanted just soft drinks. But I'm doing it. And I bought the round of, of pints for the boys. And a round of blowjobs. Um, as in the shot. You know, although Prague's very loose. And you can get up to all sorts of misdemeanours there. Um, you definitely can't just buy a round of pints. And a round of suck jobs in a bar. It's literally a shot called a blowjob. Which is like a Bailey's and with cream and stuff on it. Um, mm, good morning but um, yeah, got around a pint for the boys and they're like a mini stein glasses and everyone's heads were down everyone's shoulders were down and I just had to take one for the team and just start the song we like to drink with Davey because Davey is our mate and everyone joins out well we drink with Davey he sees it off in 8 and then count from 8 7 6 and he had to neck your pint in that time I remember doing that pint and uh, as I was drinking it I could literally feel the tears running down my face I think that was just a sign from my body being like don't do this to me again please but um, I did it and that just once that alcohol hit my stomach and hit my blood I was like oh I'm back in the zone again ready for day two so tip number one Chris get back on the horse ASAP the next day Tip number two for a painting weekend is enjoy it. You know, you just got to be up for it. You know, if you're afraid of like shots or you're afraid of whatever, you'll fall. If you show no fear and you just dive into it, you'll have a good time. And tip number three is always take cash to strip clubs because I know people who've been stung up to the course of three grand in there you know, and that's my mate Maka. I know I'm not supposed to give names out, but it's him. It's Maka, my friend, Maka. All right, but that's my three tips. So the tips are get back on the horse, dive in with two feet, and go to strip clubs with cash only. You know, so go with that. Um, oh, wait, Ruth has said, what am I going to do on my Thursday nights off during the summer without Pug Ugly's Comedy Club? First of all, Ruth, let me apologise the fact that there's going to be no Pug Ugly's Comedy Club on Thursday it wasn't my decision. It was the bar's choice. They say, oh, we're quieter in the summer, so we just maybe try and, you know, it doesn't matter what you say. But they, they were like, no, nah, it does matter what we say because we make the decision, so whatever. So um, I don't know. What, what sort of stuff are you into? Um, I don't really know too much about you because, um, you know, I, I just don't really. So I, I would like to know a bit more about you. So, like, tell me some facts for next week's podcast, you know, let me let me know three interesting facts about you, Ruth. You know, get in touch. Let me know three facts about yourself. It's going to help me and the listeners, the weirdos, get to know you a bit better. But in the meantime, what I would say to do is, uh, you know, maybe just go for a nice meal, a nice romantic meal maybe. Maybe just have some time in the house, chilling out. You know, just put your feet up, lie back, get a nice early night, put Coney Island by Van Morrison on in the background, just really... Really just relax, drink some nice wine, you know. I think what you need to do, I think what you need to do, baby doll, is just do you. 
just, just you do you, you know, have a good time and you'll appreciate it. And then come to the, the monthly Pug Ugly's Comedy Clubs, which will be on, I think, the third week of most months, which is another weird set of dates to do it because, you know, before payday. But, I mean, again, not my choice. Um, Danny Cunningham has said... Yo, what's up, guy? No question, just a quick shout-out to say it's good to see you back grinding on the heavyweight cut. Just watch Pump and Iron and you'll be sweet. Um, yeah, my, that's it's, it's a very motivational film, Pump and Iron. Um, love it, Danny. My wife hates it. She's like, what are you watching on Netflix tonight? And I'm like, Pump and Iron. She's like, you've seen that how many times? I'm like, oh, it's about 73. 73 and a quarter, because I'm still just a quarter way through. But, um, yeah, it's a great movie. But thanks for that, yeah. It's good to get a bit of encouragement to keep keep on things, back on the diet, again today, as you can hear, I've been guzzling water in this podcast, I don't know why I've got so thirsty, maybe it's finally the diabetes catching up with, hopefully not, um, Chloe Z has said, hello sir, don't know if I'm late or not with my question, guess what Zoe, your name's not Zoe, your name's Chloe Z, I combined the two in my head because I'm lightheaded, but hey Chloe, apologies about that, um, hello sir, don't know if I'm late or not, but my question uh, goes, do you have a party trick that you like to pull out whenever you're with the other party people? Hey, I don't know if, if I would refer to it as a party trick that I like to pull out with other people, but I mean, hey, um, each to their own. No, I do have one party trick. I'm sure you've you you've maybe heard uh, Shane talk about this, but I have this really great um magic trick that where I can like make things disappear, and especially glasses of red wine. It's a very um bespoke magical trick but it always wise the audiences you know they're always looking at going how does he do this he truly is the jesus christ superstar of of the modern era oh my mom my brother my friend nilo said why are you so sexy hey man i don't know i think it's you know some people uh, are just born with it and others use the hair product maybelline to make their hair beautiful sleek and, and soft I, I don't use any product in my hair because I don't have much left but I think what makes me sexy is probably my long um you know distinguished impressive eyelashes you know and the twinkle in my eye you know and also uh, I look like a bear and a lot of men are into that look and um, that's that's about it you know um, next question, next question, just over Twitter now, there's all the Instagram ones all done, so it wasn't all shocking. Um, Glenn Lindsay has said, how did you get on at the wedding on Thursday? Was Holly on the pints? Hey man, it's a real, uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a great hashtag, and weirdish, which uh, of course means in Irish, weird. Um <laughs> Glenna said, uh, first of all, it's good to, good to have we, a wee, very short, brief, fleeting chat with you, Glenn, at Pug Uglies on Thursday there, but um, how did I get on at the wedding? Yeah, it was a good time. Again, it definitely went on a bit too late for me, because I didn't get home until my Betty buys until half past two, but it was a really nice time. I really enjoyed myself. Had a good sing-along. Had fun. Was Holly in the pints? No, Holly was not in the pints, because Holly wasn't invited, which is so fucking sly. You know what I mean? I would love to have the little bald freak there for a bit. But I think after time, she would have started going around wrecking things, wrecking people, wrecking buffets, you know. So probably for the best. But um, no, she's just on pints of milk right now upstairs. She was just in bed at 7 o'clock, but for some reason still shouting now. Strange child. Um, 
Tristan Glenn said, hello, my friend. Shane's a lovely guy and all, but a snake rat nonetheless. Would you sacrifice him in a cult-like ceremony to go full-time at stand-up? You know what? I could answer that in an honest way and say, no, obviously not. Obviously I wouldn't. He's a good friend of mine. I think I can make it and stand up on my own without having to kill my friend. Like, I mean, he does a full-time, so if he can do a full-time, I mean, anyone, you know, anyone with, you know, anyone with even a key stage three could do it. But, um, you know, I'll just be honest with you, yes, see if you guaranteed it and decent money. Like, if, again, that's it. Like, if you're going full-time, you could just about pay your bills. Yeah. If I'm, like, rolling in it, like, if I'm rich, yeah, fuck that guy. You know, I'll build a, I'll build a cross myself and I'll crucify him, you know. That'll be my sacrifice. And he'll be crucified on loads of those, you know, penis-shaped bottle openers that you get from, uh, from Spain, holidays. There's loads of them welded together, like some sort of transformer masterpiece. Except you'd have a hyphen in between master and piece, so you would emphasize the piece, because that's what it'd be known as. Um, Phil McSee has said, We've heard you speak about your excitement for the new Arsenal Adidas shirts. With the away edition bringing back the beloved bruised banana look of the 90s, my question is as followed, follows Have you ever bruised your banana? Um, I'm sure, I assume by my banana you mean my penis. Um, I haven't really bruised it um, I have paper cut it and caught it in my zip which has been a, a pretty traumatic occasion I guess we'll probably go for a, um, again I don't know if I should tell the story probably uh, go for it um, when I was a younger man I was interested in finding out how my my uh, male anatomy worked. You know, I was curious about um what what it would enable me to do. And back in the days of growing up, I was uh you know not not uh as freely aware of technology that we are now. You know, I couldn't just have picked up a mobile phone and just looked at a boobs per se. Whereas Back in the day, whenever I was growing up, 14, 15, you had to source your material. And that's scarce in a house, you know, like your parents don't want to have, have smut about so you can find it and do all sorts of devil worshipping with it. You know, they don't want to do that. So you had to source it. And the only place that I could find any of this kind of smut was in my mum's Marie Claire magazines, right? Now, you're probably going, what, Mar- what, what is in Marie Claire magazine? And we'll say, hey, guys, the back of the magazine that's where all the boob jobs were highlighted. Now, back in the day, they didn't have boob job adverts with brass ears on. Now, they're full topless for everyone to look at. And that was great. Like, see, as a young boy, hey, even now, I just love boobs. They're my favourite things in the whole wide world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still, I was into it in those days. So I was just, like, there with this, like, Marie Curie magazine, just, you know, sitting on a sink in the bathroom, just as I was, you know, doing some kind of scientific experiment, let's just say. And, uh... Somebody tried to gain access to the bathroom and I was startled, so I spun around to, to check and then just drew my, uh, let's just say my teat pipette across the paper of the pretty good quality magazine, resulting in quite a deep paper cut across, um, let's just say across the dragon's eye. And like the, uh, like the, I guess the Western film with Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, 
there there will be blood when that happens, you know, and there's quite a bit of blood, and I sort of uh, kind of thought in my naivety that I'm going to bleed to death here. Like, my body will be found in a bathroom with a severe paper cut on my um, penis. And I thought, I'm just going to have to admit this. I'm just going to tell my dad here, look, this is what's going on. You need to get in. You need to save my life here. You need to go from mouth to mouth on this baby to keep it alive. You need to keep the circulation. But ultimately, what it did was the old wives' tale of how you cure all ailments whenever you're a kid. Just stuck some wet toilet roll on it. Wetted some toilet roll, stuck it on. There we go. Better, you know. But that was a pretty... Horrendous time, I bruised my banana, if you will. Thanks for the question, Phil. And that's the end of the podcast this week. So, guys, um, thanks probably for bearing with it. I think there's definitely peaks and troughs this week. I think we started off very scatty, here to there, everywhere, like the Scarlet Pimpernel. You know, it was it was pretty weak. But I think we got there in the end. So some nice banter about Sean Connery. And now we're at the end. So, guys, if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. Let's get me up to 100. Um reviews on on apple Podcasts that'd be amazing and also lastly but really importantly please become a patreon dave elliott's weird podcast give whatever you you can you know i appreciate it just to try to get this podcast to the next level i'm looking at getting guests better sound quality um you know video podcast every week as well so you get to see what i'm up to it's going to be real awkward i'm going to have to start putting clothes on but i mean you know we all have to progress at some stage. Like, even the Neanderthal man had to end up, you know, wearing the kind of, like, jumpsuits and stuff that guys wear these days. But whatever, you know. Um, as per, I appreciate it. I love you guys. You know, share the podcast whatever way you can. Instagram stories or Twitter or whatever. Just get the word out. I appreciate it. Numbers are going up. And thank you. All the best. Good night.